Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson Show across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of the program, happy to take your phone calls. Now, well, the Supreme Court threw us curveball. We're going to get there. Uh, but they punted. They 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 punted to um, tomorrow thought it was Friday, but tomorrow they'll release their big decisions. But that gives me time to to revise and extend my remarks on what they're probably going to do. Before we get there, though, let's talk about Cassidy Hutchinson. Uh, Cassidy Hutchinson testified before the January 6th committee yesterday, and the media is just breathless, breathless. This is where I confess that I cannot recall ever having heard another example of a president trying to physically hijack his own motorcade. I mean, of you as anyone. But you have to remember, this day was long in the making, and Trump wanted to savor every moment. It was Trump himself who had invited everyone to Washington the previous December, saying it was going to be wild. We've already heard from Trump's former White House advisor, Steve Bannon, making clear that what was to come on the day, be- what was to come on the day before January 6th. There's one. Here's the other. But what people are going to take away from this is that image inside the beast, which is what they call the presidential limousine. Inside the beast, when Trump gets in after the rally and thinks he's going to Capitol Hill to be with the marchers and his Secret Service, it's not just any Secret Service, it's the head of the presidential detail. Bobby Engel says, no, we're going to the White House. The president of the United States, I assume he's sitting in the back seat, reaches forward, tries to grab the steering wheel, and when the, when the Secret Service he had takes his hand away, he reaches with his other hand for the guy's throat. Uh, that was Chris Wallace. Uh, here is also one more, Jeffrey Tubin. He tried to strangle his Secret Service agent. If someone had told you that... 15 minutes before this hearing started, you would have said, you know, you've watched too many movies. I mean, the, the scene is so much worse and so much crazier than any of us thought. And the number of criminal offenses that Donald Trump may have committed over the course of January 6th just got a lot longer, including assault on a Secret Service agent. There you go. There you go. He assaulted a Secret Service agent, tried to strangle him, tried to grab the steering wheel. Wait, what's this? What? What is NBC News report? Wait, what? All right, Peter Alexander joins us tonight. Peter, I know you have some major new reporting. A source close to the Secret Service is telling you that, that the lead agent disputes some of Hutchinson's testimony? Yeah, so let's walk right through that now, Tom, if we can. That source close to the Secret Service uh, tells me that both the lead agent, Bobby Angle, and the driver of that presidential limousine, the SUV, are prepared to testify under oath that neither man was assaulted and that Mr. Trump never lunged for the steering wheel. Again, we haven't heard from either of these individuals under oath publicly. They did both testify in the past. It's unclear whether they were asked a specific question as related to this incident. We are reaching out to the committee for more details on that. Wait, what? What? What is it? Wait, what? Oh, but it gets better. See, Cassidy Hutchinson was not present. She claimed in her testimony, White House Deputy Chief of Staff Tony Ornato relayed that information to her. 
You will not be surprised to learn Tony Ornato is denying it and says he will testify under oath, as will the Secret Service agent Bobby Engel, uh, that it did not happen. By the way, uh, it physically can't happen if you know anything about the presidential detail. The president's limousine has a barrier, an impenetrable barrier between the presidential hold and the driver's compartment. Uh, It is to protect the president. Should someone be able to get into the driver's compartment, they cannot then get back to the president, nor can someone in the president's compartment get to the driver's compartment. It can't be done. Same, I am now told by multiple people familiar with it, with the president's SUV. It's physically impossible to get from the passenger compartment to the driver's compartment in both vehicles for the protection of the president. But yet you heard, first of all, Chris Wallace on CNN talk about uh, the presidential limousine, The Beast. He wasn't in the limousine that day. He was in the SUV. But the Secret Service agent, Bobby Ingle, says this did not happen. Tony Ornato, the White House Deputy Chief of Staff, says it did not happen. And here is the problem. Cassidy Hutchinson was a staffer for Mark Meadows. In fact, after January 6th, she was still entertaining the possibility of going to work for President Trump at Mar-a-Lago, according to Bloomberg News. Guess she had a change of heart. She said a lot of things that were pretty damning. Uh, They're hearsay. Let me explain hearsay to you. It doesn't matter here because it's a committee, not a court of law. But they are statements made for the truth of the matter asserted. This is why when you watch Judge Judy or some TV court and someone says, well, he told me, she immediately cuts off and says, I don't care what he told you, what happened? Hearsay is when you report what someone else said. Now, there are lots and lots and lots of exceptions, including a statement against interest. If someone tells you that uh, that person murdered someone, you can go to court and say, well, he told me he killed the person. And yes, it's hearsay, but it's a statement against interest. You don't normally admit you murdered someone. So they allow that sort of stuff in court. There are lots of exceptions to hearsay. It doesn't matter here because this is the court of public opinion. It's not a court of law. The problem is the big thing, the big thing, the thing the media blew up. The moment that galvanized the nation yesterday was Cassidy Hutchinson saying the president of the United States tried to strangle a Secret Service agent and grab the wheel of his vehicle to go to Capitol Hill and lead the riots and the Secret Service and the individual who supposedly said what happened both deny it. Cassidy Hutchinson was under oath. They have not yet been under oath, but they say they will be under oath. They are willing to do it. When you, the American media, hang your hat on this one salacious detail. By the way, she said a lot of other stuff. But they fixated on this one thing. They fixated on this one claim. This one claim is now being debunked by multiple sources. It kind of casts doubt on everything else she said. And now there will be partisans who say, well, how can it? Why should you dismiss everything she says? Well, because the one big thing didn't happen. As an outside observer, you can look at this and say, well, there are some things that she was an eyewitness to. For example, she was an eyewitness to Rudy Giuliani's statements about going to the Capitol. She was a witness to Mark Meadows saying it could get very bad. But can you believe her? Democrats will, Republicans will not. 
what will other people think? What I suspect will happen is that if she's discredited, this helps Donald Trump. The very thing that this media wants to, or this committee and the media both want to do is to discredit Donald Trump, not so much to throw him in jail, although they would definitely love that. They would like to see Donald Trump not run in 2024. They would like to poison the well so much that Republicans say, and there's a lot of baggage here. We should go to someone who can serve eight years. When you run a character assassination campaign against the president of the United States filled with a bunch of lies, you help him and hurt your cause. It was irresponsible of the committee to do this. They rushed it out. They claimed for her safety, Cassidy Hutchins' safety, and because of witness tampering attempts that they are aware of, that's what they claim. Can we believe them now? Look, I I, th- I genuinely do believe that members of the committee like Liz Cheney, they, they, I mean, she's willing to destroy her career. She was going places as the daughter of Dick Cheney, and she's willing to wipe it all out for this. I think she really believes it matters. I, I know enough to know she really does believe this stuff matters, but it's deeply irresponsible to put someone on the stage to make a spectacle of this, to say, hey, hey, we're going to have a hearing when we didn't think it's going to be, and it's going to be a big one, and it's who? Who is this? A a uh, 23-year-old at the time, now 25 staffer for Mark Meadows, who claims to have overseen a bunch of stuff, and this one big thing that they wanted her to say, and she said, everybody else says it didn't happen. I just, for those of you who are on the left who might be listening right now, can you at least set aside your partisanship to understand it's not a good look when the big claim that the media runs with, and and you could say, and it's fair to say, that's not her only claim, but it's the one the media went nuts about. It's the one the media played up. It's the one the media focused on. It's the one the headline writers focused on. It's the one the social media buzz generated, and it's being disputed by the Secret Service agent who was there. It's being disputed by Deputy Chief of Staff Tony Ornato, who Cassidy Hutchins says told her about it. Maybe he did tell her. Maybe he played it up. Maybe he made it into some big deal and it didn't really happen. The fact is, she related as if it did happen. And that does cast doubt on the rest of her story. You may not want it to, but I think objectively you have to admit that it does. This is becoming farcical, but wait, there's more. This is not having any impact on Republicans in polling. In fact, there's new polling out. We'll get into the new polling. Uh, The GOP is doing even better even after Roe, even after the Dobbs case. The GOP is up in the generic ballot and Joe Biden is down in, in job approval rating, again, it doesn't seem to be having a real-world impact. Even the New York Times is beginning to admit that the Roe v. Wade uh, overruling doesn't seem to be having a big impact, and January 6th doesn't seem to be having a big impact. Here's what I suspect will happen. What they will do is they will, over time, Republicans won't walk away from Trump publicly. He'll still do well in the polling. But over time, as this stuff trickles down, they'll say, yeah, we really should move on. There's just, there's there's a lot of baggage. We don't have to have to relitigate this stuff. 
Let's look at somebody else. I think that'll happen. The problem, though, is if they build up too much of this case with a bunch of foundational lies, then what actually happens is the Republicans say, well, we got to stand by our man because their character assassination campaign is going on. The committee undermined itself by doing what they did with with Cassidy Hutchinson. They're trying to prevent the second coming of Trump. They're actually making it more likely because they put up a witness. They rallied around her sensational testimony and her sensational testimony is going to be debunked by the secret service agents who she claims were assaulted. When you make your star witness someone who makes a sensational claim and the people involved debunk it, your star witness doesn't look very good and neither do you. And the person you're trying to smear actually comes out looking like he's the victim. And that's what they've done for Donald Trump. Well played, January 6th committee. Listen, Cassie Hutchins said a lot of stuff that she was an eyewitness to and none of it is good. None of it is good, but you guys and everyone else in America, you haven't heard all of that stuff because the media focused on that strangling a secret service agent and trying to grab the steering wheel. That's what they chose to focus on in her testimony. And that part is being refuted by the secret service itself. And you haven't heard the rest of her testimony. So now the media is going to move on to the rest of what she said. And you're going to say, wait a second, isn't this the girl who lied about the steering wheel under oath? Yes, she was under oath. The others are not. But if they're going to dispute it under oath, it's a big deal. They've discredited themselves in this entire farcical thing. And by the way, it's not persuading anybody. No one's really watching. They watched yesterday when the media went nuts over this one allegation. And now it turns out not to be true. They're getting what they deserve in this. There are a lot of options out there. If you're a self-starter and you want to invest on your own, it can be really confusing. And I'm delighted to tell you about SoFi because that's who I use. And now I've got them as an advertiser. If you're a SoFi user, uh, my gosh, you get all sorts of options. Great research. You get the ability to invest in stocks, EFTs, crypto, plan out your retirement. Uh, More importantly, you got people you can call on. I mean, for example, um, I can use SoFi to buy stocks and EFTs and do the deep dive research if I need to and get complimentary financial planners ready to help answer questions. Uh, You can too, whether you're stuck on where to start or need help deciding what to do next. You can even save for retirement with traditional Roth and SEP IRAs. They have so many options. If you're into crypto, You can also explore crypto. They've got 30 available coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, Solana, Dogecoin, and so much more. But more importantly, they've got the number one ranked automated investment tool, their robo-advisor. It takes the stress out of building and managing a diversified portfolio without having to pay a bunch of experts to do it. I really like SoFi. Y'all, I've tried, you name it, and I probably tried it, and I settled on SoFi and think you will like it as well. Cut through the jargon, make investing easier with SoFi. Visit SoFi.com slash Eric to learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open an account. That's SOFI.com slash Eric. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Hello there. Welcome to the program. It is Eric Erickson. I want to go take a quick phone call or two. Let's see if I can squeeze some in. Uh, Lana, you're going to be up first. Welcome. Hello. Yes, I, I just cannot believe that they anyone could believe that an overweight Donald Trump could lunge through a vehicle across 
the Secret Service and try to strangle and grab a wheel. I just can't believe that they would believe the story. I mean, yes. that sounds like Adam and Nancy Pelosi story. It, it, I mean, the, the whole thing is implausible, particularly when you understand that there is a physical barrier in the presidential vehicle so that he can't get, nobody can get into the driver's compartment. I, I can't believe they didn't vet that part of it better than they did. I mean, I, I do find it discrediting for everything she said that she would say that they would allow her to say it. And it clearly isn't true. Uh, that's just the remarkable thing. John, you're going to be up next. Welcome. John? Hey, Eric, how you doing? Good. How are you? Doing good. Hey, you know, a couple of things I noticed about her testimony. One, a lot of it was secondhand information, not yes. testimony she actually witnessed, which I think is important to understand. But another part of her testimony was she said that Trump wanted her followers to come to the march armed. And when I look at all the charges that have been uh, charged, I only see one person who actually came to the march, went into the Congress with a weapon. Yep. So that doesn't. Yeah, I you think know, that's just further eroding her credibility. So there, there were there were several people uh, outside who were armed, but they were they weren't even in the like the immediate Capitol complex. They were on side streets, uh, and uh, some of them have not even been charged because they had proper permits to carry. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, if he wanted an armed uprising. And you know, I gotta say, I mean, y'all, y'all know my feelings on the guy. But the fact that Donald Trump wanted to be the first president to lead his supporters in armed conflict since George Washington, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I just I, the, the 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 whole thing there. I mean, it, it, it just it's discrediting for all of her testimony, and you know the problem is when you actually when you actually realize what's going on here, is that. So much of the media and the pundits who are covering this are so biased to Trump, they get mad at you for pointing that out. I mean, you should see my emails from people who feel like I am betraying them for daring to point out the conflicts and saying it's kind of discrediting. it's, It's just, I mean, it's, that's the problem. That's the problem. And you've got to recognize that when you build up that much and you emphasize that that much, it overshadows. Now, like CBS News is focusing on um, the claims that Trump was trying to get armed protesters there. I haven't seen a lot of indictments for people who were armed in the Capitol. I I, I think there was one, as, as the caller just said. So that just, the fact pattern there doesn't work either. It's just tremendously, it's just, it's it's kind of odd. Kind of odd. Now, uh, I want to continue taking your phone calls on this. I'll, I'll let you guy, guys uh, keep calling in on this one. But before I get to any more calls, I got to remind you about this incredible offer from Omaha Sex. I want to do it for you because I, I think it's important you understand just how easy it is to do. You go to omahasteaks.com, and when you get to omahasteaks.com, you will see the magnifying glass at the top 
uh, of the website, and that's the search bar, and you put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You'll see my name, Eric Erickson, pop up. You click my name, and you go through to the All-American Assortment, and you save 54%, and you get eight burgers for free. So you get fillets, you get pork chops, you get chicken breast, you get their gourmet jumbo franks, potatoes au gratin, caramel apple tartlets, the Omaha Steak Seasoning, and you get free eight Omaha Steak Burgers. You can get other packages as well, the the summer more summer grilling favorites with the pork chops, the bacon wrap fillets, the chicken breasts, and so much more. You get eight burgers for free, eight of the Omaha Steak Burgers. They're not just your standard ground chuck either, but more importantly, you get 100% satisfaction guarantee. So you go to omahasteaks.com, you put Eric in the search bar, you get incredible value, incredible flavor, incredible quality. You save over 50%. And they give you 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it, they're going to make you happy. So what do you have to lose? OmahaSteaks.com. Put Eric in the search bar. Make your family happy for dinner. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you'd like to be on the program, Jack, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the program. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for taking my call. How are you doing? I'm good. What's going on? Excellent. Um, the limousine and the beast. I watched a documentary a few years ago. Not only do they have audio and video surveillance outside of the vehicles, it's got it on the inside too. Yeah. And not only, yes. So the secret service men, if they don't believe their story, they can show them. Well, okay. So they actually can't. Um, it, it, the committee would have gotten it, uh, but they can't. It, everything that happens is considered classified. Um, so they can't, whatever happens in the presidential limo is considered within the president's bubble and sphere, and it's all classified under executive privilege. So they can't actually make it public. They would actually be violating the law, as would the committee, if they made public well, the contents without the president's approval. Well, what if the president said, yes, go ahead and show it to him? I yeah, mean, the president Trump says, was the one yes, that was in there. If the president says yes, uh, yes. The problem, however, is that if the president were to say yes to that, he would be giving up executive privilege about January 6th uh, because it was a part of what happened on January 6th. And under the law, if he gives up executive privilege on that one thing, he gives up executive privilege on all the conversations he had that day. There's no limited executive privilege. Well, there's so there is (laughs) there is and there's not. Um, If you give up executive privilege about one aspect of an event, you give up executive privilege about all of that event. So if you give up executive privilege about the Secret Service agents and the testimony related to what happened on January 6th, what the law says is you're giving up executive privilege about that whole incident, not just that one thing. Essentially, what the law says is the president can't cherry pick when he's going to give up executive privilege. He can't say, well, I'm going to let this one guy talk about this one conversation, but you can't talk about all these uh, to these other people who are involved in the same situation. Um, if you give up it on one, you give it up on all the other people involved in that incident as well. So in other words, the president doesn't have the power to steer a conversation in his way on a particular aspect. He's got to give up executive privilege about that whole situation. And you should also know and follow along here. Who's the president? It's not Donald Trump. It's Joe Biden. Joe Biden won't give up executive privilege on this stuff. Um, now, there's a, a little bit of a nuance there because Trump was president at the time and he oversees it, but in letting the Secret Service release this information, the current president has some say as well, 
and it's a it's a path he does not want to go down, and I don't blame him. Uh, but uh, Jack is right; there is surveillance there. But if they gave up the surveillance, they would have to give up everything else related to the surveillance, and they don't want to do that. Uh, back to the phones, Justin. You're going to be up next. Welcome. Hi, Eric. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, so my question relates to the heartbeat bill in Georgia. Um, uh-huh. My wife and I suffered a miscarriage uh, in March of our twins. And the nature of the miscarriage was we lost one. Uh, the other had a really high risk of brain damage and also posed a high risk of infection to my wife. But at the time, the fetus was still viable and my wife's life wasn't technically at risk. So we mm-hmm. made the decision to go ahead and terminate the second child, which it turns out it didn't matter because as she was delivering, the doctor said there was already signs of infection. So really there was nothing we could have done to save it. But my question is, would we have been able to make that same decision with this heartbeat bill as it is, or would we have needed to wait until the infection got bad enough to threaten my wife's life and then terminate it? Oh, that's a good question. Um, According to the text of the actual legislation, that situation would be based on medical opinion by your doctor uh, and the hospital, that if the doctor and hospitals had given the circumstances, it's better for you to go on and end fully the pregnancy, then yeah, you would have been able to. Um, the, the only carve out there is uh, the, not the, uh, it, it's not a health issue, it's the life issue. If infection would have set in and impacted the health of the mother to potentially jeopardize your wife, then yes, um, the entire situation would have been fine. Um, the, the rare exception there that you guys suffered isn't contemplated under the law. Um, that is carved out with a medical opinion by your doctor in hospital. It's not just one doctor under the law is my understanding though. Um, it's gotta be your doctor and someone else at the hospital facility signs off that that's the best path forward. In other words, they want to disincentivize people going to a pro-abortion doctor and the doctor said, oh yeah, your life's in danger. Let's just support the child when really it's not. You got to get two people to sign off on it. Um, but, you know, again, this is very much to some degree like the, the rape exception, which Georgia law also has a rape exception in it, is your two-tenths of the pregnancies of the, of the country are related to rape. Um, and so the pro-abortion activists are focusing on that two-tenths of a percent as opposed to the 80-plus percent of pregnancies in this country uh, that are aborted due to, uh, well, convenience. Uh, There are more pregnancies aborted in this country due to uh, miscarriage, ectopic pregnancies, which, by the way, there's not a single state in the nation that prohibits that, uh, than there are pregnancies uh, due to rape. So just for perspective here, um, the worst-case scenario is the exceptions to the rule are there because of the rule. Now, all right, um, Jamie, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Jamie? Hey, hello. How are you doing? How are you? Good. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I got a question on the January 6th committee because I'm not quite clear. What are they after? Um, President Trump had basically been impeached for the January 6th incident and acquitted, in my understanding. 
but where are they going yeah, with this yeah, other I than mean, maybe you know, make it where he can't you run? Say that the the reality here is what the, this committee is doing is what the Democrats should have done with the impeachment situation. Uh, and they refused mm-hmm. to do it. They decided to rush it. And this is essentially their do over their end game. I think what they say their end game is, is to figure out what exactly happened. And is there anything, any laws that can be changed to prevent what happened in the future? What's really going on here is they're trying to build a body of evidence for Merrick Garland to prosecute Donald Trump, which is not going to happen. I mean, if you prosecute Donald Trump, uh, the next president is going to prosecute Hunter Biden. And we're going to start this tit for tat. That's not healthy for the country. Uh, What I really do think, if you talk to some of the Republicans behind the scenes who are involved, is they really do hate Trump and want him to go to jail, but also they just don't want him to be the nominee. So they're at least trying to raise the issues that are problematic um, so that Republicans in 2024 might think, yeah, we don't want to have to relitigate this stuff. We'll move on to someone else. And that may be the outcome that actually comes from this. 877 973-7425 is the phone number if you want to call in. Lewis, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Um, I want to make a comment on the trailer that was found in San Antonio with those people that found passed away. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's As bad as it is, it's a good thing they stopped that truck and found it the way they did because that was a very easy way to transport and illegal up through there. If that trailer had been running, uh, that would have, that would have been easy because there's a commercial route that comes through that border, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of heavy, heavy commercial traffic that comes in and out of there, along with personal traffic. There's two different routes, and it's about 35 miles up to the checkpoint. Now, what, do you know what happens when I come through? I go through. They ask you, "Hey, you're an American citizen." You say, "Yes." You have anybody with you? You say, "No." They let you go. Then they have, you have a van that comes through a refrigerated trailer. They have a way they can run a, um, a radar through there to find out and x-ray the trailer to see if anybody's in there. But um, now that they found those people in there passed away, that, that'll be uh, a, a better detection and looking at these trailers to find out if they're bringing that up. So actually, whoever's doing this shot themselves in the foot by not turning on that unit. Yeah, look, and for those who don't know uh, what Lewis is talking about, they they didn't turn the air conditioner on. They had one. Now, I actually read in one place that it wasn't turned on, another place that it broken along the way, uh, but they didn't get it fixed. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it, they apparently had covered the bodies in steak seasoning to try to cover the smell. Uh, the problem was the back came unlocked and people were trying to crawl out and there were bodies Scattered. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get into this subject at the top of the hour, Lewis. You're right on this issue. Um, they and they, but again, the issue is they didn't secure the border. They didn't secure the border. And you know what? I might as well deal with this issue because I want to spend some time on the Supreme Court issue. Um, let, let me talk about this for a minute. I'll get into the Supreme Court at the top of the hour because, and by the way, there's breaking news there. Justice Breyer uh, will retire at noon tomorrow. Katanji Jackson Brown will take over for him. In Texas, I assume you all know by now, 51 people died in the back of a tractor trailer. 49 died there. Two died at the hospital. They were illegal aliens being smuggled across the border by coyotes. Two Mexicans have been arrested, charged with their deaths. 
they would be alive if Joe Biden and his administration had done their job. I don't like to blame presidents of either party for the deaths of others, but it's just true. Our soldiers in Afghanistan would have been alive had Joe Biden not bungled the retreat from Afghanistan. These illegal aliens would be alive had Joe Biden not bungled operational control of the border. How? What is the death toll going to be because of Joe Biden's incompetence? I don't like to say that about a president of the United States. Any president. He's my president. He's your president, too. You may not like him, but he's your president, and we shouldn't like this And it's appalling, but it's because of his failures that these people were able to get across the border in that way. Uh, Our security at the border is weak, very weak. They continue to maintain they have operational control, and yet people continuously come across the border. They're lying to us about the border. When you look at polling, whether it's the YouGov poll or uh, the Pew poll, or the CNN poll and the like, immigration continues to dominate. Even after the repeal of Roe, immigration continues to rank higher as a concern of voters, and this administration simply refuses to do anything about it. It's a horrible situation down there. Police are overrun. Border Patrol agents are overwhelmed. They're being vilified as racist, even though they're predominantly Hispanic. Uh, the, The media attacks them. The Democrats attack them. The agents who were on horseback, who were using the reins to control their horses, accused by progressives of beating and whipping illegal aliens. An investigation showed that they had not actually done that. And yet the administration still wants to discipline some of them, even though it's been shown they did nothing wrong because they got to placate the mob on the left. 51 people died in a tractor trailer in Texas. It was preventable. It was preventable. Apparently, one listener tells me it looked like it had refrigeration in it, but it really didn't. It was over 100 degrees a day for 16 days. And these people died of heat stroke, piled into the back of this tractor-trailer truck, inspired to come here because Joe Biden told them when Donald Trump lost to come. People forget that, but Joe Biden told them all it was safe to come now. Donald Trump was gone, and so they have. They've come by the millions. In Afghanistan, we walked away from a country where we had not had any American operational deaths in more than a year, and it led to the deaths of about a dozen American soldiers because Joe Biden bungled that. He's now bungled the border and pridefully refuses to acknowledge it. He refuses to change his ways. He refuses to do anything different. Now 51 people are dead because of it. Too many people are dying because of Joe Biden's incompetence. And the voters are going to hold him accountable because of it. It's it's awful. We should secure our border. The Democrats don't want to secure our border because Donald Trump wanted to secure the border. And frankly, we as a nation need a secure border. That's just the reality of it. It sucks that our president is so incompetent that so many people die because of his incompetence. He is our president. He should be in our prayers. And may God have mercy on all of us as long as he's there. 
Some of you are dealing with him in other ways. You're dealing with him, for example, with your retirement savings, your 401k and your IRA. Everything is, everybody's just miserable right now. Um, the NASDAQ and the S&P are down right now. The Dow is up only 16 points right now as I speak. You see in 40-year high inflation and interest rate hikes, you might want to talk to my friends at GoldGo. 855-904-5933. You'll get a free wealth protection kit from them to learn how to use gold and silver to protect and grow your retirement. Jerome Powell right now, this is breaking news, is saying that uh, there's no guarantee the Fed can tame runaway inflation without hurting the job market. He hopes the Fed can do a soft landing. They're not sure. You need to protect your own retirement and savings, and precious metals might be able to help you. Thousands of retirees are protecting their retirement savings. Many are getting $10,000 or more in free silver for doing it. So reach out to Gold Coast. See if they can help you. Uh, the uh, Instead of me giving you the toll-free number again, just text my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. Text Eric to 33777. I will text you back Gold Coast toll-free number. Call them. See if they're a good for, fit for you. At least get the free wealth protection kit from them. Hello there. This hour of the program is brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. They're in Noonan, Georgia, but that doesn't matter whether you're in Honolulu, Hawaii, or I don't know, Hey Hira, Georgia, or Portland, Maine, or Portland, Oregon. They can help you. They want your business to grow. They've been helping small businesses become big businesses since the 90s. If you need a big loan, like $750,000 or more, and banks are giving you a hard time, reach out to them. They might be able to help you. Give them a call. Uh, their contact info is at firstlibertyga.com. Tell them I sent you, firstlibertyga.com. Uh, listener Sherry emailed me, uh, and Listener Sherry says uh, that I need to correct myself. Uh, she says, please review your comment on Trump being unable to reach the steering wheel on January 6th. The presidential SUV does not have a barrier between the front and back seat area. Only the beast has that. If you don't like the testimony from yesterday, no worries. But get your facts right. Respectfully, Sherry. Well, as a matter of fact, yesterday, I was like Sherry. I said that uh, the SUV he was in did not have that barrier. And so it would have been plausible in that case, even if I was skeptical. But the Secret Service overnight confirmed the president was in the brand new Chevy Suburban that came online for the Secret Service in mid-2020. And it is built like the presidential limo, including a raised ceiling. And it has a impenetrable barrier between the presidential compartment and the driver's compartment, making it impossible for the story to have been true. Uh, don't believe me. Just believe the Secret Service. Just the facts. Phone number, 877-973-7425. When we come back, I'm not going to bore you with the Chevron test today. What I am going to talk to you about, however, is non-delegation. The Supreme Court has punted its big decision, and it probably is actually the biggest decision until tomorrow. It is West Virginia versus EPA. Yesterday, I kind of broke down the Chevron test. A friend of mine who is a brilliant legal scholar who happens to listen to the show told me I, 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 I need to redo it. Not because I got the Chevron doctrine stuff wrong, but he said, I, I missed the bigger picture here. And that's the non-delegation clause. And that's really where they're going to go. Probably they're not going to deal with Chevron, which didn't actually come up in oral arguments. Although Chevron is kind of the thing that lurks in the background. So I need to explain this one to you. If you're a conservative, you will love it. If you're a progressive, 
you will curl up in the fetal position and cry at the thought of what the Supreme Court might do tomorrow. What the Supreme Court may unveil tomorrow, if it goes the way conservatives want, will have a deeper impact on your life than Roe v. Wade, Dobbs, or even the concealed carry case. It will be one of the biggest cases the Supreme Court has ever decided if it goes the way conservatives want. And I will explain that to you when we come back.